This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're pitching crazy game shows. Hello and welcome to a particularly brutal mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm surprised someone wrote in. I'm Jonathan (laughs) Rooney-Taylor. And this week for our mini-sode, not so hot off the heels of a couple weeks ago's full episode of Stone Cold, where we posited a world where you could shoot up a grocery store to get some of your stress and aggression out. We've been asked via Facebook comment by listener Drew Pompano. Pompano? Pompano. Pompano, <laughs> uh, a friend of our, our good uh, host here, co-host Patrick Bromley here, uh, to do a mini-sode detailing more of shooting... So, uh, a couple of things <laughs> that, I, grocery store. that I want to get straight right off the bat. So, Patrick's a co-host. Yes. yes. You're the host. I'm the guest host. No, we're, we're, we're all co-hosts. We, nah. we no, no, co-host no. together. No, 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 Marcus no, no, no. Space Ghost. Okay. All You're right. Zorak. Are you Brack? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm uh, no, Moltar. Lava Man. Oh, Moltar. Oh, Moltar. Okay. Yeah, all I right. get to be Moltar. There is a... I'm fucking off watching other stuff while this happens. <laughs> so there is... Tracks. Yeah. Uh, a reboot of Space Ghost in comic book form right now. And there is literally a scene in it that I've seen floating around the internet where his kid sidekicks are like, oh no, look out, it's the Zorax. Remember that time they hypnotized you into thinking that you were a talk show host? <laughs> <laughs> so Space Ghost Coast to Coast is canon in the greater Space Coast continuity. So hold on, Excellent. so is this an actual comic book page? Yes. Or is this one of those fucking fake things like Moon Knight going, where are you, Dracula, you fucking nerd? <laughs> you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is an actual... Okay. Created, printed, in continuity Space Ghost. Uh, This is the most recent reboot. There was a reboot maybe six years ago that Alex Ross did (laughs) to, quote, restore the dignity of this character. (laughs) Fuck that guy. I I also want to point out how sad I was when I found out those Moon Knight panels were fake. Yeah, that's real sad. I really love the idea of Moon Knight walking and being like, fuck you, Dracula, you nerd. Where's my fucking money? But there is uh, Luke Cage telling Doctor Doom, I get paid, baby. That's true. Uh, And there is, of course, uh, Sauron saying to Spider-Man, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn (laughs) people people into into dinosaurs. dinosaurs. (laughs) Thank you, Elliot Kalen. Hey, go read Spider-Man and the X-Men. It's great. Uh, so, uh, because of, uh, uh, of Drew Pompano, yeah. we are going to be discussing, uh, we're going to be pitching our own versions of a game show yeah. where you are given armament to blow up a grocery store. A vacant grocery <laughs> store. A vacant grocery yeah. store. And I can't stress this enough, this is not about going to real life grocery stores and shooting them. No. This no. is, this a, is a supermarket this is, suite. This is controlled environment smash em up room but with guns and groceries. Yeah, it's like a Street Fighter bonus level. Yes. So. Oh, my car! <laughs> yeah. 
I love that fucking bonus level in those games. Oh, yeah. Because so, E-Hondo with the oh, thousand yes. hand slash. It's the way to do it. It's oh, the best way. It's so the best way. Because it's great. Because, like, you do, like, a couple levels, and you, you, you beat up Dalsum, and you beat up Blanca, and you beat up whatever, and then it's like, test your strength. And then you do, like, the chop thing or whatever. Yeah. And then well, that's like, Mortal Kombat. You're right. The test your might. That's right. Where it goes, like, wood, stone, diamond. There is, but there's multiple smash em ups in Street Fighter yes. that aren't cars, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. But I don't remember I what just, they are. I, neither do I. I just remember the car. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that there's just like a thing where it's like, beat the fuck out of this car, yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And in the original Japanese arcade boards, the guy goes to his knees and screams, oh my god! <laughs> but like censorship laws in America couldn't do that, so it just, oh my car! <laughs> well, you weren't allowed to say God on TV yet. That's true. You still had to have two twin beds for married couples. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that sounds pretty alright, though, to be honest. Twin beds for married couples? Oh, for sleeping? <laughs> oh, for sleeping, though. Sounds like somebody's significant other has the Jimmy legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. Oh, no. <laughs> I also suffer from the Jimmy, Jimmy legs. legs. <laughs> Yeah, what a horrifying, like, really shitty episode of Twilight Zone where it's like, oh, my wife's got the jimmy legs, I gotta convince her to get twin beds. I finally convinced her to get twin beds. Wait a minute, the jimmy legs are still there. Oh no, it was my jimmy legs! (laughs) (laughs) Submitted for your approval. (laughs) Uh, so, we're gonna have... You know what? I never fucking approved those episodes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I never filled out the proper paperwork. I was never given anything to sign or submit. Oh, Rod Serling was desperately teaching you how not to be a square. <laughs> Despite wearing a very standard 50 suit and smoking cigarettes like crazy. Here's the thing. You had to, though. They were given to you (laughs) as soon as you, like, bought your own home. I think it was part of your mortgage application. My life is sponsored by Paul Moles. Are you kidding? In the 1950s, the minute you turned 13, you were fitted for a suit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in the pocket of that suit was a pack of Lucky Strikes. Yeah. Unfiltered, baby. Getting right to it. So, uh... Just remember, only squares narc. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, what we're going to do is we have three categories that we've got to fill in. Who is the host of our game show? What is the location, the setting of our game show? And how does the game show work, the mechanics of the game? So we'll go around. Let's start with host. John, who is the host of your shooting up a store game show? Boy, I had Mark Summers on the forefront of my mind <laughs> for this, but now I'm thinking maybe Rod Serling. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Submitted for your approval. A grocery store in middle America. (laughs) In your hands, an AR-15. Who is it? Look again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're going. You know what? I I gotta go Rod Rod Serling, especially because in Twilight Zone, you never see him interacting with anyone else. Sure. So he's like a, 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 a sort of like. Free roaming third, like yeah, he's the watcher from Marvel Comics. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Nice. I like that your game show is gonna have like a level of gravitas to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, for now, that's not where mine's headed. 
Again, you may have noticed my first choice was Mark Summers. <laughs> I do like the idea of a Double Dare-esque game where kids Ooh, answer no. trivia questions and then shoot a giant <laughs> nose with a snot in it. I was thinking, uh, fucking, like, here's how you make food, Mark Summers. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of, uh, was it Unwrapped, Unwrapped. Mark Summers? Unwrapped. Yeah, okay. I took a trip down to the cake, cake factory. Brap, brap. Again, I abhor weapons in real life, sure. but the minute I'm on camera, give me damn guns. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. Yeah, like the actual violence that they inflict upon the world at large is absolutely tragic and reprehensible. But in fiction, they make so many cool noises. They really do. They clickety-clack, and then oh, they bangity-blam. Yeah. yeah, that's good oh, stuff. Yeah. I'm on board. Patrick, mm. who is the host of your shooting up game show? Well, in hopes of getting someone who has the, the vocal prowess to be heard and do the play-by-play, I want Ghost of Sam Kennison. <laughs> just fucking screaming. So you just want a, a loud, screaming madman. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who's just completely off the wall. And when, who, who, when he finally shuts up and lets you shoot, you're going to be real bent up and ready to go. <laughs> Let's pretend that some of our listening audience doesn't know who the fuck you're talking about. Sure. Sam Kennison? <laughs> First of all, our listening audience is full of bots. And they all know. <laughs> they all know. And second of all, uh, Sam Kennison is the great, I, I say definitely meaningfully, great <laughs> 70s and early 80s comedian who was mostly known for getting out in front of Reagan's America and telling really harsh Jesus jokes. I see the one that wears like the leather jackets and the caps. No, no, well, he, he mostly wore a trench coat and a beret. God. Yeah. And he had a bunch of wild hair coming out from under the beret. And he did a lot of, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, screaming all the time. He also did a a, a, co- a heavy metal cover of a wild thing that was briefly popular on MTV. Yeah, true. Wow, remember when comedians could just record songs? Dude, you remember when anybody but musicians could just record <laughs> songs? <laughs> when Don Johnson was just like, yeah, that's right, I'm on Miami Vice, but also, heartbeat! <laughs> David Hasselhoff, baby. Yeah, man. Hey, oh. the Hoff is a true musician. He In went, Germany. He went to the Berlin Wall while it was still the Berlin Wall just so he could throw copies of his CD, A Taste of Freedom, over into East Germany. <laughs> Take that, East Germans. And by God, a year later, the wall came down. Damn right it did. Because of the hall. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he signed each copy. Here's a little taste of freedom. <laughs> nice. Then uh. he drunkenly ate a cheeseburger and <laughs> fell off that wall. <laughs> <laughs> the, my favorite part of that very sad episode in that real human being's life is the fact that the person recording it is saying, You said you wouldn't do this anymore! Because <laughs> it's his daughter! <laughs> oh, God, it hurts so good. Oh, oh. Okay, uh, Mark, your host for this shooting up game show. So my initial choice was I was going to go with my favorite game show host of all time, David Ruprecht of Supermarket Sweep. Okay. Gotcha. But all right. David Ruprecht is too busy hosting the live version of The Price is Right in Las Vegas well, at the moment. Well, you may have noticed that both of our picks are dead. <laughs> sure. So let's just... They're a can, little busy. You can decide. 
decide how busy he is. No, no, but during our break in between recording, I made a, an audible, and I have chosen my host will be Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> because I want there to be... And I want every episode to feel like a deep existential battle between man and machine. <laughs> yeah. I want every episode to begin with him walking into a dark set with three contestants and he's just pushing a crate. Well, hey, hey, we'll go to mechanics in a second. No, I know. But I just pushing a crate. This is just handing off the guns. And he just comes in and he's like, In every man there is a killer. And in every killer... There is a quarry. And, and your every, quarry. Every quarry is filled with children. No, children no. raising their hands, but the teacher will not call on them. <laughs> and much like the children who will not be called on, you too will be called on to destroy my grocery store. <laughs> and then, like, all the lights come on. But I want him after it's every like crazy Vegas lights. Oh, yeah, it's like press your luck and shit. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's gonna be awesome. But just know that every time somebody fucks up, there's just death silence, and he just stares at you and he goes, "You have failed." <laughs> and not only have you failed yourself, but your family and your lineage. For decades, your re- relations. And descendants will feel your shame. You need to understand, because there is no God, you have only failed the human. (laughs) (laughs) Nature will never forgive what you have done here today. (laughs) Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, or as he was originally called, the Needle Mouse. (laughs) He shall be an emblem upon your sorrow. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's my choice. Werner Herzog. All right. So now we'll go back around. What is the location? What is the setting of your shooting up game show? John, we'll start with you. Ooh, big box hardware store. Ooh. So we're talking like a Lowe's or a a Home Depot. Depot, Because you got your paints. You got your spray paints with accelerants. You got your wood, obviously, for good splinter action. And tons of sharp metal corners on all of the racks for some good Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm liking the ricochet action that we're having here. Uh Only a little incredibly dangerous. (laughs) Oh, buddy, this all takes place in like a, oh no, we've trapped death and now cannot die world. (laughs) Nice, yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is definitely like a running man-esque world that we're in here. Or like a Palm Springs, you know? Yes, yeah. like Like, the pain is real, but you will come back tomorrow. Right, you're stuck in a time loop, you might as well do something. Yeah, right. Patrick, what is the location, the setting of your shoot 'em up game show? Oh, we are going for a Costco. Oh. I want the biggest bottles of things and the biggest <laughs> bags of things to be shot. Just like Only fifty gallon drums, drums. The largest of- volumes of things. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. Now this is a full size Costco. I'm assuming, oh, absolutely right. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I like it. I like that. I like that a lot. Mark, your setting. Mine's a little different. <laughs> so mine is going to be kind of a cross between the ending of Jet Li's The One and Supermarket Sweep. 
So, okay. so you're just going to set off the sprinklers immediately. <laughs> no, it's so going to set a wind dixie on top of an ancient Mayan temple. <laughs> well, no, sort of it's going to be built on, along the, the edges of the Mayan temple until you get to the produce section at <laughs> oh, the top. you got to chase the snake up the temple steps. So, yeah, steps. along the way, while Papa Roach is playing, <laughs> you gotta, you're blowing up the dry goods, your canned goods and stuff like that, but it's not until you get to the top when you've got your dairy and your produce. <laughs> and that's where, you, if you can get up there and shoot the right things, you win the game. Again, we'll get there. All right, all but, right. But, uh, yeah, it all takes place on a weird aggro crag. Nice, nice. Uh, grocery store, yeah. While Werner Herzog <laughs> stares at you in shame. <laughs> all right, okay. so now it is time for the mechanics portion. How does the game work beginning to end, John? So, obviously, the actual destruction of the grocery store, that's your climax. Of course. You're not coming back down from that. But because that climax is something we so desperately want to see, it means the rest of the game can be as arbitrary and boring and unfilmable <laughs> as you fucking want uh, fucking to be. 60s Trivial Pursuit right up until the end. Friends... Not since George Lucas sat down to make the prequels have we had such a guaranteed built-in audience that will stick with it no matter what, as long as you make a promise that a Darth Vader's gonna show up at the end. <laughs> nice. So I'm thinking, since we got Rod Sterling, he is the master Sterling. of making us... No, he is Sterling. He's Sterling. He is platinum, my friend. <laughs> uh, since we have this gravitas character uh, who is famous for kind of presenting the enigma that is humanity to untangle in these absurd situations, to look within ourselves to see who we truly are. Here's what we're going to do. It's only open to families. (laughs) (laughs) So round one. So just like later seasons of Double Dare. Correct. And you you get the head of the family, be that the matriarch, the patriarch, Maybe a very uppity child. Okay. Whoever, round one. Whoever feels that they are most in control of this family. Round one is going to be the young generation that you're versing against for this. And the basic premise of it is that Rod Serling will give you a moral dilemma. A trolley problem. <laughs> Submitted for your approval. There is a trolley. It's going on its track. If it continues on its track, it will kill three people. You can pull a lever to go onto a separate track to kill three people. What do you do? Now, you have to sit down (laughs) and write a Chicago-style essay. None of that APA bullshit. Chicago-style, my friend. That means you cut it all the way in squares, even though it's a circle pizza. (laughs) Correct. And you make it too deep to eat with yeah. your hands. And, right. also, and then you cover it in jardiniera. It also means you write it early, write it often, and also in the names of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to write, uh, I'm going to say three-page essay. Sure. <laughs> Double-spaced? Single-spaced, my friend. Handwritten cursive? Oh, no, no. Typed. Ooh. Ooh. With no margin. <laughs> Font size? 12 point, baby. <laughs> Times New Roman. Whoa. Oh He's the- not even letting you use courier. <laughs> you have to sit there while your young children <laughs> <laughs> stare at you. The children, much like the newlyweds game, have already written down their answer of pull the lever, don't pull the lever. And that's all they have had to do. 
So you write your essay in real time while everyone is staring at you. When you're done, you have to read out loud while looking into the eyes of your children the decision that you would make. And if it differs from their decision, you lose. <laughs> you go home. Oh, it's a, a newlyweds game for families. So round two. Is your partner that you have made or adopted or some that you have these children with, you have to stare into the eyes of your partner <laughs> while they tell you three events from their life, two of which have happened, one of which has not. So two truths a lie. <laughs> if you can decipher the lie, your love is real. <laughs> you may continue to the next round. If you cannot, you must get divorced. No! <laughs> no! Oh, mercy! Not oh. only divorced, but a shitty divorce. The kind of divorce Alec Baldwin writes a book about. Real bitter, real mean. It's like the back half of a marriage story where you're just trying to hurt each other. Yes! <laughs> Jesus! Right? But... If you decipher the lie, you go on to round three. Round three, the hardest of all of the rounds, for each of your family members is now in a very particular danger. A danger that to them seems like no danger at all. They are blissfully unaware of their, of their horrible, horrible danger. But you're aware, and that danger is something specific that hurts you the most. <laughs> Like, if you're afraid of spiders, then your child is in a sealed booth with several tarantulas that they're unaware of. If you're afraid of snakes, oh no, your wife is trapped in a room with a snake somewhere. If you can overcome your fears, <laughs> using only your wits and your bare hands, no speaking for your mouth is covered with a metal plate. <laughs> <laughs> Just riveted into your face. Oh my god. You need to somehow, without communicating the danger that you and your loved ones are in, they must remain calm. They are hooked up to all kinds of medical monitoring devices. If their anxiety level goes up past a certain threshold, you must leave your family. <laughs> <laughs> you... Must, Yikes. Your family can stay where they are, in their beautiful home, in their wonderful city. You must leave. <laughs> you must leave to a different state, preferably a state that is riddled with the very fears <laughs> that you could not conquer. Like Florida. <laughs> where all our fears live. And every year, you will get a picture, not of your family but of the house that you once lived in as you watch your room slowly, painfully get turned into a disused office. <laughs> it is an office that your wife has the grandest designs on. I'll finally write that novel. I'll finally paint that painting. But she won't. She'll do the office and then let it languish in disuse. The very place that you slept! It's <laughs> now a monument to your vacant Jesus failure. Christ. But if you can do it, <laughs> oh, God. you are finally 
rewarded. Your family embraces you in a way that only a family that has gone through real trauma truly can. And Rod Serling says, sir, or madam, or non-binary, or however you identify, here is your cup. <laughs> <laughs> Each section of the store is divided into different sections, like the wood section, <laughs> the paint section, the glass section, the porcelain oh, section. <laughs> Each item that you, like, hit is worth five points. Each item you destroy is worth ten points. Each item you obliterate beyond recognition, 30 points. If you can pass <laughs> 1,000 points, you may leave with your family. <laughs> if you fail to reach that threshold, you and your family live in that store. <laughs> <laughs> with all the destroyed stuff. <laughs> God, this is metal. <laughs> now, now, this here's the metalist game show I've ever heard of. <laughs> Hold on, you live in the store forever? Correct. Yeah. So the next time the game takes place... And New you... store! <laughs> oh, okay, New store. I thought that like there was just going to be live people in the store. No, no, no. I don't want to put people in okay. real danger. <laughs> sure. But the, all of this takes place in like a Nakatomi skyscraper building, and each floor is a <laughs> different store. a new one, store. yeah. There you go, that makes sense. So that when you're done, when you have filled up all the floors, with the failures, you just walk away. <laughs> you basically talking. You got like a like like thirty like a thirty yeah. episode season, and then you're done. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like that movie High Rise, where they're all trapped in that building <laughs> and they have to eat dogs. Yep. Okay. Got it. Fantastic. That I I don't even know if we should continue. After that, that. No, right? <laughs> but we have to, Patrick. <laughs> all right. So I'm thinking, uh, you got three rounds. In the beginning there. So you got, in your first round, they're all skills challenges. Of course. So your first round is nothing but cases of soda and beer. And you have to shoot the shit out of it, and you get graded on how high the liquids blow up into the air. So the, how high you can get, like, the suds yeah, and bubbles. Yeah, it's a pure so vertical get, challenge. You can get, like, a photo finish. Yeah, so you're shooting the fuck out of a bunch of carbonated beverages, and it's about the height of the uh, of the explosions, there. scopes or no scopes? Like how much? Oh no, scopes! You're only air. like uh, you're maybe uh, we'll say 20, 30 feet away, gotcha. and you've got like pallets of soda. Okay, you know what I mean. You're blowing up a ton of soda, so that's your first round. Your second round is the horizontal challenge. In this case, in the you middle, know the horizontal mamba, or yeah. the hunk of chunk, <laughs> you know the one. In this case, you have a claymore mine. <laughs> You put it in the middle of the Costco, you've got two minutes to run around the Costco and get all the things that you can and bring them back and put them around the Claymore mine. <laughs> Once two minutes is up, you have to get off behind the blast screens, we're going to blam that Claymore mine, and whatever persons or whatever teams, we'll do teams, two-person teams, uh, whatever person's mess goes the furthest away from where the claymore mine was originally laid that's how you win that round so whoever can keep the biggest mess and then the third is a skills challenge because i mean i guess technically they all have been in this case you will shoot cartons of cigarettes <laughs> however you will only get points 
for the cigarettes that were only singed at the burning end. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Are there luckies in any of the packs of cigarettes? It's all the cigarettes, baby. <laughs> all the different kinds of cigarettes. <laughs> no, I think he meant... No, like, is there lucky? Like, you take your lucky out and you flip it around. No, 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 no. No, okay. no. We're just right. leaving them in the package. Okay. Gotcha. In the package. Plastic's still on. And then, whoever wins, it's just... A good solid five minutes of blasting the fuck out of the entire store. Five uninterrupted Yeah, minutes. you don't win money. You just win the ability to try to level the Costco. Sure. Whatever weapons you want to use. Ooh, okay. So there's like a choice. Yeah. Can you switch out weapons while you're going or do you have to pick one and stick with it? At the end for the five minutes, table full of weapons like a drug bust. Take whatever <laughs> you want, when you want it, let it ride. It's like the fights at medieval times. You're like, I'm sick of this sword. Give me a halberd. Damn Did I say right. halberd? Give me a flail. <laughs> I'm done with this gun. Grenade launcher. Ooh, yeah, okay. I yeah. like that. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And again, you don't win real money. You just win the ability to destroy a Costco. I, I enjoyed this. You know, John, we never mentioned the prize for your game if you do win. Uh, is it just... Your family, <laughs> just, It's just yeah, getting to walk You get to away. keep your family. Yeah, sure. It was obvious. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, excellent uh, so far, everybody. Uh, Mark, the mechanics of your game. Okay. So it begins again in darkness <laughs> as Werner Herzog wheels uh, one of those like baggage carts they have at the airport, but it's full of guns. And he doesn't <laughs> let you touch them. He just wheels it out and he makes you look at them. The first round is general trivia, but all the general trivia are about very specific old German philosophers. <laughs> but And it's all like opinion, like, do you believe that Kierkegaard was correct when he posited that there was a night of resignation inside Be the bus? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm sorry, you are incorrect. <laughs> it's just my see, feeling. It's only hope that can fuel us to live on longer this day. Exactly. Uh... Nobody ever wins the first round, so they always call it a draw and move to round two. Round two is the win-lose-or-draw round. <laughs> and that's where Werner Herzog says the name of something off of a card, and you have to draw not what you think it is. You have to draw what you think Werner Herzog think it is. It's dignity! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then the third round is uh, going to be your physical challenge round. And it is going to be, you have to drag an old-timey steamship over a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> While Werner Herzog waves a gun in your face <laughs> the entire time. I also have to mention, anytime you fail a task, a whammy shows up. <laughs> but they're not the cute animated whammies from Press Your Luck. They're real human beings. <laughs> painted red and they're just ripped with muscles and they just visit grievous bodily harm upon you with sticks and except for one time randomly it's an iguana <laughs> yeah right uh, but you can't do anything to it because its soul is still dancing. <laughs> so if you somehow make it to the final round, you have to conquer the aggro sweep. <laughs> where you, sh again, shoot your way up the Mayan Pyramid while Papa Roach's Last Resort plays <laughs> on repeat. And it's a live version, so the sound's really shitty and you can barely hear the vocals. And you have to shoot your way up the grocery store as one of the whammies throws, like, 
two fours of beer and <laughs> like, like Donkey Kongs. Yeah, yeah. he's just like, like throwing kegs. Yeah, down. like sacks of potatoes, <laughs> just single red onions, Costco mayonnaises. Yeah, just anything it can at you until you get to the top. Then once you defeat the whammy in fisticuffs, <laughs> unarmed fisticuffs, he will give you the gun of your choice, which will rise up from the middle of the aggro sweet crag, <laughs> where you will then get to blast all the, again, only dairy and produce. <laughs> We're talking lettuce, cabbage, yeah. milk, cream. Oh, tomatoes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's going to be... Juicy. Some, there's going to be yogurt, both kinds regular and shitty <laughs> and that bullshit uh, kefir drink yeah yeah that drink where it's just like yeah this is totally fine isn't it yeah. it's uh, like yogurt what got weird shit in it I was gonna say uh, this milk is clearly soured no 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 it's probiotic yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probiotic <laughs> full of biotes yeah uh, and every single episode is filmed and then edited by Werner Herzog and released direct to Netflix as its own hour and a half documentary. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's my game show. It's very important that you know the whammies are like hitting people with lead pipes. <laughs> sure, yeah. Or candlesticks, yeah. like clue weapons. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> like a lump of rope. A link there. Yeah. Can you try to like juke around the, no. the whammies. No, no, Werner Herzog makes it very sp- specifically clear that you are to take the punishment that <laughs> the whammies have in store for if you. If you resist the whams, you will only get further whammed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the more you fight the whammy, the more the whammy fights you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how it works. Uh, so what a great dumb mini-sode, guys. <laughs> I don't think I've had this much fun Ever in the last <laughs> week. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, thank Good you, Drew. With that grass, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyways, Drew, uh, thank you for listening and thank you for your suggestion. Uh, we are open to all suggestions from literally anybody, even people from Quebec. <laughs> Correct. Nah, nah Mark will take them. Yeah. We just won't tell John till later. I'll <laughs> just smell the greasy, bacony <laughs> <laughs> scent of shitty. Fucking Montreal bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this Minnesota Body Counts of Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Brownlee. I cannot stress enough, this is not an act. I fucking hate Quebec. <laughs> From the bottom of my black, shriveled heart. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor, and I approve this message. Down with New France! <laughs> And oh. if you survive Quebec! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but uh, Newfoundland? Excellent. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Newfoundland? Ooh, the Northwest Territories? You guys got some special going on. Yeah, get some Nova Scotia in there. Yeah. New I Brunswick. That Saskatchewan is full of, like, yetis and stuff. Oh, almost entirely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yetis stacked on Yetis. It's great. Well, it's Yetis and, and of course, keys. and of course, Rough Riders. Oh, yeah. All the right. Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough Riders. Nice. Who may or may not be shaved Yetis. There's no <laughs> no definitive proof yet. There's be well-groomed Yetis. Yeah, True. man. Who else is going to be better at football than big-ass Yetis? <laughs> That's why they call it Sasquatchewan. Hey, man, they only have three downs. The, <laughs> the game is one step harder for them up there. Yeah, and isn't the field wider? The field's wider and longer. Ah. Uh. 
Because they play on, they basically play on a soccer field. I bet they do. Yeah. They only know how to paint lines on one kind of field. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, painting's hard. <laughs> That's true. Like, in the land of, of America, the land of endless swaths of virgin territory, we're like, nah, make that football way smaller. Yeah. Yeah, keep it down. The football's the same size. It's the field that gets bigger. No, it's only the people that are different. No, the football is, like, way, way, way smaller in America. Look how big Doug Flutie looked when he played for the Bills. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a real human-sized person. Well, actually, every time you've seen him photographed, he's in front of a mop. (laughs) (laughs) Dynamite callback. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rudy Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can find us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, like our Facebook page, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.